From Pioneer 90.1 in Thief River Falls, this is Minnesota Music Memories, a musical time machine featuring the sounds of the 50s, 60s, and 70s from the land of 10,000 lakes. Minnesota Music Memories, supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Number 27 on the KDWB Top 40 chart, that was the classic instrumental Yellowbird by Keith Zeller and the Starliners. Welcome to another episode of Minnesota Music Memories. I'm your host, Carl Unbehound. I'd like to say that this show is made possible through a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and is produced at KSRQ Pioneer 90.1 in Thief River Falls, Minnesota. More about Keith Zeller. He's the son of a roller rink manager turned road manager for Upper Midwest Musical Groups. Keith is bit by the music bug when he gets his first guitar lesson from none other than Sonny James. In 1961, while attending Stillwater High School, Keith claims the lead guitar spot and puts together a band with Bill Strandloff on rhythm guitar. Russ Wurst joins on bass and Rich Forga on drums. Soon after, Keith is at a local dance and is impressed by the singer, Bobby Lee, and adds him to the band. In August of 63, the band records their first record at Agar Recording Company in Minneapolis and earns a whopping four cents per record. In the spring of 1964, Keith Zeller and the Starliners record two songs, Joyride and Ubangi Stomp, but they are never released. Russ Leaves and Larry Spendall joins on bass guitar. In November of 1966, the band records over 30 songs, 
10 of which are released on an LP live at Papa Joe's Northern Agogo. Only 278 copies are shipped, and the album is now highly sought after by collectors. The band goes through numerous changes and calls it quits in November of 69. Let's hear another tune by Keith Zeller and the Starliners. This one's called Carrie May. Minnesota's sisters Sherry and Dottie Holmberg are half of the early 1960s folk quartet called the Goldbriars. Early on, the Goldbriars have three women and a guy named Kurt Betcher singing, which, according to the liner notes on their second album, made the group sound very much like the Lennon sisters doing work songs. The group gels with Kurt Betcher on guitar and vocals and Ron Nielsen on lead guitar and banjo. From their second album released in August of 1964, here are the Goldbriars with No More Bomb. Boom, boom, everything is 
Betcher and Dottie Holmberg are early contributors to the Sunshine Pop movement. Betcher has a stellar career as a record producer, songwriter, and musician working with The Association, Sagittarius, and The Millennium. Dottie Holmberg does some backup singing, most notably for Tommy Rowe. In late 1964, the Goldbriars added a drummer, Ron Edgar, and the following year recorded a rockier third album from which came this song, I'm going to marry you. You're listening to Minnesota Homebrew. Oh, what you do 
Today, Dottie Holmberg maintains a website, thegoldbriars.com, that's spelled G-O-L-D-E-B-R-I-A-R-S, thegoldbriars.com, and has published an e-book titled Whatever Happened to Jezebel. cover of Fats Domino's Josephine by the Aardvarks. It's late 1961 in Brooklyn Center, a north suburb of the Twin Cities. The Balaban brothers, Gene on lead guitar and Jim on drums, join up with Gary Hall on rhythm guitar and Tom Dorholt on bass guitar. Doesn't take them long searching in the dictionary to find Aardvarks for a name. The next year, Tom Dornholt leaves the band and Dave Wagoner, later of Crow fame, takes on bass duties. In 1963, the band records Josephine in a basement studio. Only 150 copies are pressed, but DJ Bill Deal promotes the record at local dances and on his station, WDGY. Here's the flip side to Josephine, a Buddy Holly tune titled Reminiscing. I'm just sitting here Reminiscing Wondering who You've been kissing Baby What Oh baby I've been wondering How around Must be Of you Guys in town You don't love me Anymore But I 
Later in 1963, the Aardvarks record four songs at Dove Studios in St. Louis Park, but sadly none of the songs are released and the recordings don't survive. In 1965, agent David Anthony convinces the boys to change their name to the He Twos, but the band disintegrates later that year. Led by the dynamic Barkdahl brothers Eddie and Norm, the Corvettes take a second shot at recording, this time for Soma in 1964. The band is one of the more popular club bands on the Twin Cities music scene, with a strong following by local car and hot rod clubs. From 1964, here are the Corvettes with a tune written by Norm Barkdahl titled, You Don't Want Me.
Information on the Corvettes is scant, but we do have another song, The Flip Side. Enjoy the Corvettes' Want to Be Happy. brothers Danny and Mickey Stevens formed Danny and the Diamonds with some fellow students from West High in Minneapolis. That segues into Danny and the Night Sounds, which includes Danny on keys, Mickey on percussion, Frank Marino on guitar, Bob Gagne on bass, and C.D. Van Dusen on drums. In 1963, the boys play the Minnesota State Fair and, while there, appear on WCCO. Things start to take off. 1966 brings their first recording, a tune penned by national recording artist Dion. Released on the IRC label out of Chicago, here are Danny's Reasons with Little Diane. You're listening to Minnesota Music Memories. 
1967, Danny's Reasons appear on the Mike Douglas Show, which leads to gigs in New York City and major Twin City venues, including the St. Paul Winter Carnival. Danny gets into the nightclub business and in 1970 buys the abandoned Greyhound Depot in downtown Minneapolis, naming it The Depot. Today, it's known as First Avenue. The band perseveres through the mid-80s and in 2007 are inducted into the Minnesota Rock Country Hall of Fame. Here's a tune titled Triangle, which was recorded in 1967 at K-Bank Studios and released on the Carnaby label. It was co-written by Skip Deline from The Accents, along with Danny Stevens and Frank Marino.
Now, you're probably wondering why we're playing Talk Talk by The Music Machine. Well, the band actually has its genesis in Minnesota. In 1964, Hopkins High School student and drummer Ron Edgar gets together with guitarist Eldon Ferdeen and bassist Larry Hutchinson. As the contemporary jazz trio, the three play their first gig at the Hopkins High Prom. They rehearse at Hutchinson's home in South Minneapolis. And get this, so do the Goldbriars whom we played earlier in this hour. As we mentioned, Ron Edgar joins the Folk Quartet, and they travel throughout the country. One favorite venue is 300 King Street in Charlotte, North Carolina, whose house band are the Wayfarers, which includes Sean Bonnewell on vocals and guitar. In short order, Bonnewell becomes the Goldbriars' road manager and in early 65 books them in Washington, D.C., where they meet Keith Olson, a student at Washburn High in St. Paul. The meeting proves to be fateful because later that year they run into each other in California. Itching to play rock and roll, Edgar, Bonnewell, and Olson cut ties to their respective groups and form the Ragamuffins, playing a mix of English invasion tunes and original songs written by Bonnewell. Sporting black clothing and mop-top coiffures, the Ragamuffins paint their equipment black. In 1966, they add lead guitarist Mark Landon and are reborn as the Music Machine. That summer, they record at RCA Records, and Talk Talk goes to number 15 on Billboard's Top 100 chart. Appearing on such national TV shows as Hullabaloo and Where the Action Is, the group tours the country and releases an album. But, as fate would have it, tensions arise and the boys part company in mid-1967. Here's a second single by the music machine titled The People in Me.
Well, folks, I searched and searched, but couldn't find any specifics on this next group other than they were from Minneapolis and were most likely a blip on the musical radar, described by DangerousMinds.net as moody, self-loathing, noisy, and lysergic. This tune was recorded in 1967 at Dove Studio and released on the Dove label. Of course, lysergic acid Dithylamide is better known as LSD, so I can only surmise that when used as an adjective, lysergic means psychedelic or trippy. But I digress. Here's the calico wall with the less-than-cheerful flight reaction. Note the bizarre interlude about George Washington.
That was Flight Reaction by the Calico Wall. The Cosmic Mind at Play WordPress blog refers to that song as a veritable smorgasbord of deranged acid punk, psychedelia, and general weirdness. <laughs> if any of our listeners know more about this group, we'd appreciate your letting us know at minnesotamusicmemories at gmail.com. Up next, another tune from 1967 by the Calico Wall, Bound to Make You Feel Happy. It's titled, I'm a Living Sickness. so much fun playing Gypsy two weeks ago that I thought I'd do it again. Here's my favorite tune off their self-titled first album. It's called Dead and Gone. It's a little long-winded, but well worth the listen. We'll be back in eight minutes. Mistakes I've made will pile up at home They won't be there 
nothing but darkness there I lost all control Believing I died there Then you came into my life Pick me up
I'd like to remind all of you that Minnesota Music Memories is aired every Thursday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. on KSRQ Pioneer 90.1 in Thief River Falls and can be heard live on radionorthland.org. And the show is archived on radionorthland.org. Glenn Broggett and myself produce the show and take turns presenting it to our valuable listeners. And for you with smartphones, download the app from TuneIn.com, then find our show by searching KSRQ. You'll get a hit for four stations. You want to choose the Roots Radio option. But do give a listen to our Classic Rock and Northern Air channels and UFTA, our PokaCast. Again, thanks for listening to Minnesota Music Memories, and stay tuned for the very eclectic Burns program. Leaving you with gypsies here in my loneliness. I'll be back in two weeks. Glenn Brockett will be back next week. See you then. Hey!